DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Aaron Falk. He's a writer for utahjazz.com. He's living and working in the bubble in Orlando. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Curious minds, inquiring minds want to know what life is like in the bubble. And I guess the first thing is, you know, is there enough to do? Your normal routine is disrupted. You're, you're living in the bubble. I mean, is it to the point you're actually looking forward to talking to us because you just got nothing to do and you need to fill the time? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always looking forward to talking to you guys. It doesn't matter. So, um, I, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're just over a week into this. Um, I'm sure, you know, there are going to be days when when guys are bored out of their minds, but... You know, the thing that everyone, all the players keep coming back to is like, this feels like a really long AAU trip. Everybody's stuck in in one place. Um, you know, there are a couple of restaurants and, and bars here. I'm looking out on the uh, the grounds um, on the NBA campus where we are, which is, you know, there's, there's like a mile running track around this thing. And then I'm looking out at some uh, cornhole and spike ball and big Jenga and uh, oversized connect four games and and there's a players only lounge I mean there there are things to do there's no doubt there's going to be times where it's you know like you're going to go a little stir crazy have that sort of uh, you know captive island kind of stir craziness and then but you know right now everybody seems in pretty good spirits so last week, I ventured out of the state for the first time since I was called back from Las Vegas in March covering conference basketball tournaments, and that was a weird feeling in Vegas at the time, and driving home, it was sort of weird. And then the last week, I went down to California, and we checked into a hotel, and as we're walking down the uh, hallway, there's nobody there. It's like 9 o'clock at night. And I said to my wife, man, this really feels weird. And she said, yeah, it does. I'm wondering for you guys, how weird does this feel? Uh, it, it's it's pretty weird. I mean, it's starting to get a little more normal. Um, but just the, you know, from the from the very beginning, just going back to, to the airport for the first time and, and getting on a plane, even though it's, Something you know, it's the same plane and the, the sort of the same feel as before. Just getting there, sitting down, everyone masked up, um, and just sort of unsure about uh, you know what what's going to happen, where we're going. Um, that being said, I really do feel like as as it settles in, just to be able to see all, like you know there are I think six or seven other teams that will be in this hotel, and there are three hotels right now. Um, that the NBA is using here in Orlando. Um, just being able to see all of those people and everybody in the, in the same situation um, has, has loosened things up a little bit. But yeah, just the, the, the initial feeling of getting on that plane, coming here, pulling into um, this, you know, in the, in the middle of what would be heavy tourism season in Orlando, no doubt, to an empty uh, Disney World hotel was a very, very strange feeling. Um, and, you know, now you just sort of uh, adjust. Same thing as everybody else is doing with all aspects of their lives. You kind of figure out uh, what you can do, what you can't do, and, and you adjust to uh, the new normal, as we are so want to say these days. So uh, we understand there's uh, very little media there, and I think some of the media there is quarantining. You don't 
I assume you don't really hang out with the players and the staff. Who do you hang out with, or are you the rare person in the bubble and you're kind of on your own? Um, no, there, there's a, a decent, you know, I mean, a decent camaraderie within um, the the staff that I'm that I'm here with. Um, you know, everybody everybody seems to get along pretty well, and and you know, you're you're going from practice back to the hotel there are some meetings testing meals um you know everybody yeah hangs out I, we were playing um uno last night by by this lake and uh with, with you know staff and players and everybody kind of just ha- having a, a a decent time um cutting loose because today is a, a uh an off day and so yeah there's there's you know plenty of you like you said there are uh, media under quarantine different beat writers who are inside this uh they call it tier one of the bubble who will be you know on the same hotel grounds and they're they're going through a week-long quarantine right now um and then uh yeah i mean they're you know everybody's still hanging out it's it's kind of business as usual on the road when you're when you're traveling with the same people over and over and over again all, all year long you kind of uh you know, you form your your friendships and your cliques and and uh, that sort of a thing. So, just, just sort of business as usual in that regard. Uh, and Uno is a highly sophisticated game. I was never able to grasp the concepts of how to win that. How were you able to do that? You know, uh, cunning and uh, cheating. <laughs> yeah, um, the good know, lot, stuff. There was some 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 dispute over over the rules, whether it was a a match and play, match and go situation. You know, how many. How many of these threes can I discard at once? But uh, you figure it out. Very controversial, Uno, too. I've, you know, I've had some longstanding friendships that we no longer speak to each other because of a game of Uno. So I would advise you to, you know, use trepidation and caution. Uh, yeah, a- absolutely. There was uh, <laughs> an a-, a-, a mandate to not bring any risk or, or any board games that might actually cause, you know, lead to physical fights. So. One of the things that, uh, you know, we have Joe Ingles on every week, and a few weeks back I brought up the idea of, hey, no one is really counting on you guys to do much of anything in during these games and then in the postseason when we get to that point. And who's, count- who's saying that? You know, he jumped me pretty quick. And I thought, wow, that's pretty good because I want guys to play with chips on their shoulders. And this idea of uh, that Bogdanovich isn't there was a list of, the teams that they were ranking the teams factoring in the injuries or players who are opting out. And of the 22 teams, they had the Jazz 22nd. I thought, you got to be kidding me. That, that just seems ridiculous. So we brought that to his attention. My thought for you, have you been able to notice any, ter- any form of uh, uh, motivation, chip on shoulder, that type of thing, knowing that these guys aren't expected to be there that long because they're losing a guy who puts in 20 points a game? Uh, the the thing that I've noticed um, in in you know was, would be encouraged by from from a fan standpoint is you know like like you said this is this is a, a kind of a weird setup and I'm sure there was there was hesitation on on part of many people to to initially you know kind of wrap their heads around coming here and during during such a strange time leaving family um, kind of up, uprooting their their lives and, and coming here and and the sense I get is like. Well, we did it. We're here now. Let's make some noise. Like, if we're going to do this, let's do this. Let's not let's not be uh, someone that's just here to, to check the box and collect a paycheck. Like, if we're if we're here, we're going to play. And I, I think you know, of course, losing Boyan hurts. Um, there's 
we're still waiting for kind of, you know, it seems like Mike Conley's name keeps getting brought up as someone who's going to have the ball in his hand more, going to have more opportunities, someone who's been um, working out and had good facilities at, at his home throughout this uh, quarantine and isolation. Um, but I, I, you know, I, t- I, I get a good sense of, of optimism and, um, and desire from the players on this team. And then the other thing is, I mean, this is, this is absolutely and truly unprecedented. And I don't think it's just a matter of, you know, looking at the trends and, and seeing, you know, where, where guys were, where teams were in March. Like this is, this is wild. And I, and if you have a really solid idea of what's going to happen, then you are much, much smarter than, than I am. Um, I, I think right now it is really wide open because there's a, you know, do people want to get out of here? Will people be rusty? Will people, will there be injuries? Like there, there are so many things that are going to happen or could happen. I should say that, you know, I, I, I really feel like it's wide, wide open. You know, the thing when you, uh, and, and this doesn't work exactly because Conley and Bogdanovich, you know, both start and play different positions. But the thing I've always heard, and and after being told it, I've observed it, and I found it to be largely true, but not 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 perfectly, not, not 100% of all cases. But a lot of times, coaches will tell you, uh, I believe in the ability of the backup to raise his game, take the opportunity, and if not do what the starter did, you know, do 85% of what the starter did. But then you're asking the third string guy to become the backup, and that leads to a lot of doubt. And other coaches in another situation will tell you, hey, when that guy plays who doesn't normally play, we are going to attack him. And they crush him, especially at the NBA level where it's so much about matchups. So it's not so much who steps in for Bogdanovich, but who steps in for that player. Uh, you know, and if it is Conley, you know, if Conley, instead of 15 points a game, starts scoring 20 a game like Bogdanovich did, that's great. But who scores the 15 that Conley used to score? Do you have uh, more or less faith or more or less of an expectation and who might perform that role, especially positionless basketball, because it doesn't have to be one specific guy. It could be one out of several. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it is it is a, a fair point and, and a good question. Um, the thing that, I, that I'll probably, you know, that I, we'll wait and see is is just how, how deep um, Quinn Snyder is going to go in, in his rotations. It's, um, it's so, like I said, such, such a strange time and, and how, how fit are guys, um, what, you know, it's, right now everybody seems in, in really good shape despite sort of the limitations of, of – their kind of access to equipment, et cetera, gyms um, during the last few months. So, I mean, how, how deep do teams have to go? That that might be, be the answer to that question. But if you look at it, you know, I, I think everyone here is going to be extremely confident in what Royce O'Neal can do, what Joe Ingles can do, what Mike Conley can do, um, what Jordan Clarkson can do. And, you know, in, in his moments, Emmanuel Moutier, he's, he's – big strong athletic guy and, and and there is some size there that can that can make up for the loss of of Bogdanovich you know there are sure at a certain point you you will start to have questions about how deep you can go but if 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 it comes playoff time guys are in good shape they're healthy and you can still keep that rotation tight it maybe it doesn't matter quite as much so you know the drama that was Gobert and Mitchell uh, my thought is, once you get out on the floor, those things will settle a little bit. Have you been able to observe anything? 
Yeah, I mean, I you know they they both said their piece, and I'll, I'll let that stand in, in terms of of where they are. I mean, both said we can, you know, there there were some frustrations, but we're both professionals, and and you know we're gonna we're gonna make this work on the on the floor. And yeah, the the um, practices I've 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 observed, excuse me, and uh, and you know even even off the court, they're talking, they're they're figuring things out in terms of. You know, strategy and, and what they want to do, and and you know they're they're both feeding each other the ball, and and uh, and and they both look really sharp, actually. Do you have any? Uh, I mean, we're we're talking about Bogdanovich missing, but of the other teams that are missing some guys, do you have any uh, any questions more or less about them? I mean, going going through, you know, the, the Lakers obviously take a take a big hit to to lose Avery Bradley who was playing really well and then to add Rondo's injury on hand injury on top of that um you know it's it's that being said they still have LeBron James um it will, James Harden just got back it got here last night it looks like the Nuggets are at full strength I mean there there's there's a lot of talent I I think I'm, I don't I don't know that one in the west stands out as as um, truly disadvantaged right now, other than to have the Lakers lose a couple of of defenders and, and ball handlers like that certainly hurts. But they're obviously still an extremely, extremely talented team. Any team with LeBron James has a chance. So, if you see someone violating the rules, what are you going to do? If I see someone violating the rules, yes, uh, I am. I am going to. Keep that to myself uh, in terms of what I'm going to do. Uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't think right now. I mean, these these guys are aware. To see what happened with with Rashawn Holmes of, of Sacramento, and to see you know like the first to, to be in your room for in quarantine for 48 hours here was obnoxious enough. If you violate the rules and are caught, and you're going back for a full week, 10 days, whatever it is, that is. That is that puts the fear of God, and I think in a lot of people. So um, I I don't anticipate there are going to be a lot of big issues like that. I I really don't. Do you see a lot of people from other teams, or do they have the teams separated out enough that you you know you see your own group, but you don't see the you don't see the Eastern Conference? <laughs> um, no, you, you, like you you definitely do see uh, every, everybody who's here at this hotel. You'll see, you know, Giannis walking in the hallway, J.R. Smith in the gift shop. Um, like there, there is some interaction. There, like I said, I think there's seven or eight teams here, um, and it's it's definitely small enough that you're gonna you're gonna cross paths with guys from different teams. There, that being said, there's a lot of directive to, uh, you know, try to limit your your interaction with people outside of your immediate team just just for safety reasons um you know everybody's in a mask everybody's got uh every all staff have these beepers that will alert you if you are too close to someone that's not in your party for too long um so yeah you're 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 definitely crossing paths but it, it is encouraged to sort of limit the amount of time you spend with people outside of the immediate group when everything gets started here, as far as I know, realize it's going on from your perspective now, but in terms of broadcasting the games, how much activism do you anticipate there being? Uh, you know, quite quite a bit. I, I I do believe 
the guys that that were concerned about um, coming back here and and playing being a, a distraction to those social justice um, movements are sincere and 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 like concerned about about losing that momentum and concerned about being a distraction and to that end um yeah i do think you will see a lot of things far above and beyond um just putting the messaging on the on the back of jerseys which is uh a, a nice um you know small step but but people want to apply actions to to this not just not just words and and uh and messaging so yeah i i think absolutely if you if you have this opportunity and, and want to see that change, um, which which guys do, this you know to take advantage to the fullest, and I, I think you will see guys do a lot of different things. Aaron Falk joining us, writer for UtahJazz.com. He's living and working in the bubble. So the working part of this, what what stories have you already done? What stories have you maybe done interviews for, but you haven't written and, and posted on the website yet? What kind of things are you mulling over? You might do in the future. Where where are you going with the work part of this? <laughs> Uh, you know, we're still trying to figure out a, a lot of things. It's it's um, because there is just one person. You know, the the team travels with sixty people um, to a normal road game, and right now we're at that thirty five. And I'm sort of a a one man band in a lot of ways, doing things that I wouldn't usually do, taking photos, videos, um, trying to feed you know our our social channels, trying to set up our our podcast down here. Um, there's a lot of, lot of things going on. Um, but yeah, we are, uh, we've got, we've got some ideas in, in the works and, and as, as this goes on, we will be rolling everything out on utahjazz.com and, and our, our channels. But, um, yeah, right now just trying to, to get my trying trying to figure out how to be a photographer, even though I'm absolutely not one. So you feel any pressure because you're sort of the eyes and the ears right now of uh, the entire media as far as the jazz go? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, definitely feel you want to do a good job. You want to be able to uh, to capture such a, a momentous and, and historic thing um, accurately and well. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I feel would feel that pressure probably to, to do a good job regardless, but to, to be alone and, 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 you know, like, like you said, there will be other media here. Um, I think even, you know, media from Salt Lake will be coming in, um, not into this immediate tier one of the bubble, but will be, you know, there for games, et cetera. And, and, um, you know, guys are still doing interviews via zoom back to all the B writers, um, back home. And, and so there, there are these, you know, there's, there's still obviously a lot of stories coming out of here through, through all these other channels, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I definitely. You know, you want to you want to be able to show people what's going on. You want to be able to. Uh, when we look back on this, you know, in a year, ten years, whatever. Like a lot of guys have, have already said, they they feel like they're in in. Uh, they recognize this is a thirty for thirty. Like this this is going to be a documentary for, you know, for, for somebody on at some level. This is a, a just it's so bizarre and, and so interesting that yeah, you you definitely want to do a good job. Well, Aaron, good luck with the uh, with the isolation and the bubble. You know, I, I appreciate that, PK. If you have any more Uno tips, you know, DM me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll that's, do. That's why DMs exist. <laughs> Later, guys. Upgrade your Uno game. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Bye.